Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. Been asking you since the start of the show today how difficult is it to get a GP in your local area? Because two thirds of doctors in parts of rural areas of Ireland. Apparently, they're not taking on any new patients at all. This survey in the Irish Independent today, they actually show too that some have waiting times of up to about two weeks for an appointment. So I want to hear your experience. Teddy is with us on the line in County Kerry. Teddy, how difficult is it to get a GP appointment in your area? In Sneem, um, Cow Daniel, Waterville, Castellini area, it's, it's, it's very difficult at the moment. There was a clinic running there before a few years ago in Cow Daniel that has been stopped. There's a massive influx of people in Tower County over the last couple of years and it's making the thing very, very difficult and the service isn't there for the, the local people or them either, which is making life very hard for them that came a long journey to us. So what do you do, Teddy? Like if you wake up this morning and you need a... A doctor's appointment? You could be calling ambulance. Don't be surprised or shocked. I've never, like in, in, in all my years living here in Ondorini, Kerry, I've seen the ambulance passing more times now than I, I've ever be, uh, believed to see before. So people don't even bother now ringing the, the GP or the surgery, if, do if, they? If, if they can't get through to the GP, if they can't get through. South Dock was responding a lot in the past, but it's not responding like it used to. You'd have to go to South Dock. Now, they can be got after hours, but you will have to travel to them. And as I say, I've, I've met people that were here on holidays. They are not so long ago at Christmas time. They ran into difficulty in the evening time. They had to go to South Dock. And then they were referred into hospital. So it was, it was an awful nightmare of a holiday for them. So it, it just means you've more and more people then showing up at A&E. Straight yeah. to hospital. And, and, you know, yeah. like, and, and like I've seen people walk out of A&E as well. They've been sent there. If they, they've been just waiting so long, they just couldn't get, be seen at all. Had to walk out of it and try to come back the following day or something that was just it was so difficult. Mm-hmm. I, we've spoken to, to many different GPs here on the show in, in recent months, Teddy, you know, about the difficulties that the profession is facing and how hard it is to attract young doctors um, into surgeries and, and many of them as well in, in rural areas. And, and we've heard a lot about the difficulties they face, but this was the reality for, for you and for so many other people's, people living in rural parts, Teddy, is that, you know, if you have a GP now, it's nearly impossible to leave them if you happen to move location or move house. Definitely. We were so lucky that for the GP in the village where I live now, he came, that gentleman came a long journey to us. But as I say, there, there was a massive influx of people in the whole country there from other countries over the last couple of years, over the last 12 months especially. There was doctors in that group, I'd imagine. And I'd, they'd be willing to work. It's just to get, you know, to get that connection and get that moved fairly fast. Because in there's, there's people qualified in all that areas that are coming from different parts of the world that are coming to live here. And it's just getting the, the barriers with the paperwork sorted and moving on fast. And like I said, the government have that information. If people do come into our country in the land airports and they come in the refugee status or whatever, they, so they know their background. They have the information already. Why okay. isn't it being pushed on? Okay. Why isn't it being used? Uh, Jerry Loftus is with us too, Teddy. Jerry is um, the leader of the Rural Ireland organisation. Jerry, because you won a fairly, you know, a big battle really to keep your own local surgery open. Yeah, we did, Andrew. Good afternoon and good afternoon to, you, to your listeners as well. We did, Andrew, yes. After um, our local, our, our, our uh, long-term serving GP, Dr. Paul Nolan, who I wish to thank for the brilliant service he provided to the, our locality, he retired back in 2018 
Um, and then we had local and, and uh, part-time GPs coming and going. A, 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 a permanent GP, as we thought, took up the position on the 1st of April 2020. And we thought we were on the piggyback. But lo and behold, July of last year, he gave in a three-month notice that he was going. And, uh, you know, it was a, we were hoping, like the, the position was advertised twice in the Sunday Independent. We weren't happy about that. We thought, you know, there should be a bigger effort put in to try and get a GP. We went looking ourselves and ringing and all of that type of thing. And luckily, a local business there, William Ballard, he managed to find somebody that might have been interested in the job and only for that and for all the work that was in besides. But it was, um, you know, country Ireland, um, it was a great effort by the community, by mm. ourselves and the Rural Island Organization. One thing I would say about this, and I would advise anybody, you know, that has difficulties and trying to fight campaigns that... Always started from the campaign from the ground, started from the local community. That's what we did. We held a, a community meeting first. You're we County Mayo, Jerry. Sorry, isn't it? You're County Mayo. I'm County Mayo, yeah. Dawn is in the centre of Mayo. Not to have between getting better and better now, but the first meeting we wouldn't allow any politicians at that meeting. We wanted the call to come from the people, to come from the ground, to come from the community, and that we could turn around and say to the HSE, you're closing our health service, and you're doing this against the will of the people. And that's where it started. We had public meetings after that. And, of course, there was a lot of work to be done as regards to convince the HSE to keep the place open. A lot of work to be done to convince the GP, who's a young man with two young kids, uh, all his training done in Ireland, Irish citizen, even though he's from Iraq, but to convince him this was the right move for him. So it's going on since, it's going on a long time, Andrea, like this started back in July. And when I telephoned, even though we were in regular contact with the HSE, when I telephoned the HSE on the 4th of September because the 6th was D-Day at 4 o'clock. Our health service centre was closing at 6 o'clock on the mm. 6th uh, 4 o'clock on the 6th of September and I was, I nearly, I would wake at the knees when I found that there was no proposal on the table okay. of any description Because what, what would have happened, Jerry? Well, what would have happened was the whole thing would have closed and we were to all the people of the catchment area, which is 133 square miles would move, and they were moved for three months to uh, 10 kilometres away to a town called Crossmanina, and our health service would close. Um, and at that stage, that afternoon, I contacted them again, and I, I asked them, suggested that we hold a meeting the following morning via Zoom at 10 o'clock. I travelled to two local uh, GPs that night, or the one that local, to find out how we should conduct that meeting the following morning. Um, and the meeting took place and, you know, we were asked were we a legally registered organisation and was our tax affairs in order and would we document the proposal that we had verbally put to them on the day uh, and we did. And we okay. had them on the desk at four o'clock. Yeah. So, so you, look, it started from there. Andrea, that's where it really, started. It got sorted you know, anyway, Jerry. You've Sorted anyway, thanks to the local community and thanks to everybody. Yeah. And I want to mention one person here if I can. I'm not going to mention everybody. But uh, a couple of things, the politicians that raised in the all definitely did it, and Deputy Conway Walsh. But we got massive help from Dara Kaliri. And I want to sincere thank you to Michael okay. Ring, Deputy Michael Ring. Was okay. And there was a young lady at our first meeting with senior officials, and she hasn't got the recognition that she deserves a young mother. Um, and her contribution to with that day with senior official in the HSE was astronomical. Okay, and good. I, 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 I want to mention a text here from a listener who says, I, I recently moved from Dublin to Offaly. I was four months pregnant, couldn't find a GP, so I had to continue to travel back to Dublin 
for everyday ailments. This listener, I moved to Drogheda with my partner. She's local in the area, so she has her own GP, but I've tried 10 different surgeries before anybody would take me on. I'm healthy, I don't have a medical card and I couldn't get in. It's a total disgrace, says this listener. Uh, Fianna Fáil councillor um, Norma Moriarty is, is with us on the line as well. Norma, because you're talking about Cahar Zyvine and Kerry, Teddy was outlining some of the issues um, in, in his part a few moments ago. But what's the situation that uh, the people are facing there? Uh, hi, Andrea. Uh, hello to all your listeners as well. Look, the, the people of Carsevine and the wider community there are facing a very difficult situation. Uh, one of our GPs retired um last year, uh, middle of last year and that practice, um, nobody has taken it up since. It's been banned by a, a locum, you know, there's been consistency with that locum since but the fact of the matter is it remains unfilled and there is the prospect of the second uh, GP contract coming up uh, due to retirement uh, and we're facing that prospect within the next six months. Now they serve a significant proportion of the population in Ivora, the Ivora Peninsula and as you know yourself, no different to Jerry Loftus's country there in Mayo, we're very much a tourist area. So that population mm. increases significantly during the summer period as well. Um, there, there's no question or doubt, you know, these practices will afford uh, GPs a very good standard of living. They're, uh, but there, there are startup costs when you're coming into a practice. And what we're seeking is some support uh, and maybe just a, a, bit, a bit more innovation, if you like, from the HSC and from the Minister of Health in terms of how to attract GPs into these vacancies because something more and something new and something different has to be tried. Um, the same system of recruitment that they've been employing um, hasn't been meeting with success. So we have to try something different. And like the truth of the matter is, people coming in, setting up practice here, setting up their lives here, they will enjoy a very high standard of, of living, a very good quality of life. There's an awful lot the place has going for it. And in fact, this is a very exciting time for the whole of Carsadine because uh, we, you know, we have the South Kerry Greenway, which is under construction. You have a, a regeneration. Plenty of people living uh, there. Yeah, people need access, though, to to, uh, to to GPs. Basic services. To yeah. basic services. So but what's it's, happening it's then? To be, Norma, yeah, they're just vibrant. showing up at A&E, is it? And no, I wouldn't say that. The, the One of the existing GPs has a walk-in service, okay? So um, while you will be waiting for the other GPs and obviously the neighbouring GP in Waterman runs an appointment-based service, it is very difficult to get appointments there. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, if they if they can't get into the GPs here locally, they they there's a walk-in clinic in Tralee. People have travelled to Tralee to to access that walk-in clinic, um, and people have sought to move practices as well if they can. And that's that's increasingly difficult if you're one of the um, people on the the medical card GMS patient, you're assigned your doctor. Um, if you're a private private people can look. To, to find a practice that has more scope and more um, accessibility. Uh, but that, that's not tenable either. They're, they're, that's not a good situation. And we're, we're aware that this is a, a worldwide situation in trying to get uh, GPs. You know, it is good that more GPs are being trained nationally now, but the fact of the matter is we're still um, running to standstill because of the numbers that are at the, the age where they're facing retirement. So we have huge gaps. Yeah. Um, and this is going to be a, an increasingly... Um, more common problem that you hear of, but we in Carcelline are facing a very significant cliff edge, cliff edge scenario within the next six months. Yeah, like it's it's, it's 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 absolutely. There's no doubt about it. Like it's an issue when you when you're reading the Irish Independent. Two out of three GPs in the rural areas they're not taking on any new patients at all. And if you are lucky enough 
to have access to a doctor. The waiting times of up to two weeks for an appointment, I definitely two weeks at, at a minimum, I would say, uh, even from, from my own experience of late. Look, lunchtime live at newstalk.com. As always, that's the email address if you want to get in touch or share your story. Another listener says, you know, most GP surgeries are actually closed at the weekend. This is what creates the backlog for a Monday and also forces people to go to A&E. Medical care needs to be seven days a week. The problem is they can't get the GPs, most likely to staff. The, uh, the clinics at the weekend. I imagine that is bound to be a huge part of it. Rural Ireland is ignored, says another texter. No support to attract GPs to the countryside. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.